You've stumbled onto the sleeping giant. Let's broaden our minds. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Sleeping Giant Podcast. I'm your host, Grayson Marcotte, and thank you again for joining us once more. A lot's happened since our last episode, which I I guess is kind of obvious if you think about it, so I'm going to narrow the scope of that statement a bit and say that some really cool releases have been made onto the DVD and Blu-ray shelves as well as onto the toy aisles. So we're going to spend a little time talking about those things today. Uh, We're also going to have our very first guest on the show. Last episode, we mentioned that that was something that we were going to do, and I'm, I'm actually wildly uh, excited by the idea that we were able to make good on that. So we do have Marcos Matajevic from Collector Zone on the show. We had an opportunity to catch up with him one-on-one, and uh, we were able to share that conversation with you on this particular episode. So very excited about that. Um, very excited to get this one rolling out to you guys. So we really hope you enjoy it. April 4th saw the release of Rogue One, a Star Wars story, and with it came several retail-exclusive options for your DVD and or Blu-ray. Now, most of you have probably already procured your copies. If you haven't, I know that there are some of you out there that are still deliberating, still can't decide which one to choose, or maybe you just don't know which ones you have as options. Uh, In that case, I will be very glad to let you know that Walmart is offering a fold-out slipcover And that is packaged with two exclusive Galactic Connection discs from Topps, as well as the exclusive Topps trading card from Star Wars Rogue One. Uh, Best Buy does have a pretty sexy option. They have a steel case exclusive that features a stark contrast of both the Stormtroopers and Death Troopers in the ocean on Scarif. There's the uh, Death Star uh, backdrop there that you've probably seen in the Rogue One promotional materials and and, uh, early uh, movie one-sheets. Now, Target has one of the cooler options, in my opinion, because it's the only one to offer additional bonus content in a five-disc collection, and it comes with interchangeable slipcovers. So if you can't decide which cover you like better, Target's kind of got you covered in that case um, because each one of the covers features a character or a pair of characters from the film. We opted for the standard DVD Blu-ray release. However, we did pre-order it from the Disney Store, and their exclusive offer was a set of uh, just beautiful lithographs um, that came in uh, an exclusive high-quality sort of glossy folder to, uh, to fit those lithographs into. Um, they do showcase various still images from the film, and our favorite one being Vader emerging from the gloom of his Mustafar fortress to meet a, a no-doubt crapped Slack's director critic. So that one's pretty cool, and, and of course we'll share those images uh, of the lithographs with you on our Facebook and Instagram page, which you can find by searching username SG Cards and Toys on either of those social media outlets. As far as toys, some collectors have been fortunate enough to find the new Star Wars 40th Anniversary Black Series figures. That series features a familiar cast of iconic characters packaged in a sleek yet retro blister card, and that is, of course, reminiscent of the first wave of action figures from the 70s. The Darth Vader Legacy Pack is particularly cool as it's packaged as a diorama depicting each of the characters from that line. 
Keep your eye out, though, for the GameStop-exclusive R5-D4. Um, those of you who recall the Jawa Sandcrawler scene from A New Hope will recall him as the R5 unit with the bad motivator. So keep your eye out for that one. I have not personally seen it, but I know that there are those who have. Uh, finally, there was a Celebration Orlando exclusive. It was, or is, I should say, Luke Skywalker in his X-Wing pilot uniform. That was available to attendees of the Star Wars Celebration Orlando. Um, so that one, is, unfortunately, is no longer available to the general public. But for those of us who wish to be uh, raked across the ever-blistering coals of the eBay scalper, there is always that option. There were several new Funko uh, Pops released as well that included characters from Tekken, Rick and Morty, Twin Peaks, and two very cool Hot Topic exclusives, the Alice in Wonderland Queen of Hearts, uh, that's the Disney animated Alice in Wonderland, uh, as well as an Ursula and Cruella DeVille 2-pack, which the sculpts on those are fantastic. Um, we'll post pictures of those for you to see, uh, and if you like, you can actually pick those up from Hot Topic's website. Um, our favorite exclusive, though, exclusive pop, is probably the Entertainment Earth exclusive Deanna Prince, which is uh, a dressed-down Wonder Woman, you know, in the, uh, the old-fashioned disguise of a hat and thick glasses, though she's still brandishing that really handsome Amazonian shield. So that's really cool and um, prob probably our favorite. I'd say, you know, going back and forth or cycling through favorites, that one seems to stay at the top of the list for the longest. So we'll go ahead and say that it is, in fact, our favorite exclusive. Earlier in the episode, we said that we would have a special guest, and that guest is none other than Marcos Matajevic from Collector Zone. Um, Marcos and I have actually been acquainted for a while now, and he is literally one of the very first supporters of us here at The Sleeping Giants, so we owe him an incredible amount of gratitude. He's a fantastic fellow, and uh, you know I can't overstate the value that he's adding to the collecting community and the value that he and, and the other guys at Collector Zone are, are adding to um, the lives and efforts of individual collectors out there as well. So we had an opportunity to speak with Marcos, and um, on behalf of both Collector Zone and the Sleeping Giant, we'd like to share that conversation with you now. So here is Marcos Matajevic of Collector Zone. Marcos, are you there, sir? I am, Grayson. How are you? I'm I'm very well. I'm very well. Uh I uh, I just want to say right off the bat, thank you so much um, for for being here and, and taking time out of your evening to uh, to speak to us. I'm very grateful for that. So thank you very much. Uh, thanks, man. My pleasure. Okay, so um, you are uh, the proprietor or one of the proprietors of Collector Zone. Is that right? That is correct. Okay, and um, I've uh, been a part of the community. Uh, with Collector Zone for just a little while, um, and I've gotten to know it just a little bit. But um, for our listeners, if you could just just tell us maybe what 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 is it in your mind, and and what is it um, what did you have in mind when you created Collector Zone? Well, um, I'm one of seven guys um, who didn't just uh, create Collector Zone. It's kind of an evolving passion. Uh, uh, a lot of us are collectors ourselves. Some of us stopped. Some of us continue to collect. But we um, 
we started off uh, just just an idea. It was a spark of of, of an idea of somewhere. You know, we started uh, with digital cards, and uh, we just continued to grow that passion into helping other collectors. And then um, little by little, we decided to make a you know make it legit, make a you know a company, and then try to make a community of helping other collectors and just uh just make it fun you know i I like to keep it we like to keep it personal and uh you know there's a lot of passion and we just we just drive off that passion so what is collector zone it's it's a business it is but a very personal uh one-on-one business we like to keep it that way yeah and in fact um speaking of that that's um for you guys that's actually how i met marcos um it was through a, a one-on-one conversation. Actually, I <laughs> I was actually uh, buying cards uh, from Collector Zone. Yeah, what happened? I think what was it? Um, I don't know what kind of digital card you were buying. It could be a Star Wars or whatever it was. Probably but, um, The Walking Dead. I think. It's probably Walking Dead, right? Uh, and then I just got a message from you, just asking for some advice or or just I. To me, it wasn't even a question. It was more like I like a spark of like i i enjoyed the question i enjoyed the passion behind it you know i'm i'm kind of like that i like to ask questions and learn and that's how i felt with your question it was like hey just can you give me some advice or you know what's going on out there and oh yeah you know i just and i reached back and i was just like hey i you know here and there and then i heard your idea and i love it so that's what kind of happened yeah, that yeah, I think we kind of we connected um the once and then again, I think uh, a while later and, and the conversation just kind of continued at that point. I think I was actually yeah, I was asking you um for advice about the sleeping giant and uh just kind of you know how to get that rolling. I rem- I remember that very well and uh it just things kind of unfolded from there. So, um on that point, collector zone the name, it is kind of a play on words, isn't it? It is, and, and on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, how how did you guys come up with that, and did you aim to do that outright, or did it just kind of happen? Well, to be honest with you, it was three of us. Three out of seven of us were uh, sitting around a table. I think we just ordered like Mediterranean food, and we were just uh, we were, it, it was a spark within a spark. It was the, part of the evolution of what we were doing. I'm like, you know what? If we do make a business, what would the name be? You know. And one guy said, oh, you know, collectors, something collectors. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool. You know, it should be like, you know, maybe collector, you know, area or collector. And some other guy said, oh, I'm a collector's own. I'm like, collector's own? Or how about collector's own? Like, I'm like, well, you own it, right? It's a collector. You kind of own it, but you kind of want a zone to collect in. So we kind of just <laughs> switched out the Z. And so basically, yeah, it is. It's collector's own. Um, it's supposed to it's supposed to sound that way, and it's supposed to make you think that way. As you're a collector, you own it, and it's a, an area, a location where you can find collectibles. So, and it works very well. I appreciate it. Thank Excellent you. Excellent logo too, by the way. Oh yeah, that was you just uh, you just stroked the ego of one of us. So. <laughs> it wasn't my idea, but it's, I'm sure he's going to hear this and going to love it. So, Excellent. Appreciate well, it. hey, that's you know, I mean, um, I wouldn't say it if it wasn't true. Um, so. The first time I saw your logo, I think, was actually uh, you had the avatar uh, for your eBay store, I know, um, but you guys also have a website, and I think that's the first time 
that I had seen that. And on that website, I noticed that you guys do sell, in addition to uh, the digital cards you mentioned, um, a lot of Funko Pops. Correct. So, so you guys are like the purveyors of all things Funko Pop, it seems. We're trying to be. Um, I guess that was that was an evolution to digital card. Yep, that's something that just sparked from digital cards as well. So, so why why pops specifically? Well, it's kind of like the formula we kind of follow. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to say I'm an expert to you know uh, Funko Pops saying, oh yeah, I knew it from the beginning. It actually. It happened almost like uh, when I met you, Grayson. It's a conversation with somebody, and I was uh, looking to, you know, expand and help others. You know, we were really good. In the digital card market, we were pretty pretty much pioneers a um, while back. Okay, we've been doing it for a while. But I wanted to kind of, you know, evolve it, and somebody told me about Funko Pops, and I'm like, hmm, you know, there, there's a lot of them. There's a variety of them. There's collectors love them great box great idea they've been around for a while and uh i got one we got 10 we got 100 <laughs> got a thousand <laughs> wow you know we became yeah and then we finally became retailers for funko and we're still evolving with them we're getting bigger and bigger and we just love them and we just you know it's a great collectible so so do you personally collect pops i do not collect pops what do you collect well, I'm one of the ones who stopped. Um, to be honest with you, I kind of stopped. I used to, I used to collect uh, probably the re-release of the Hasbro Star Wars toys back in the '90s when they oh, released yeah. all those. Power of the That's Force. That's where. That, yeah, I started with that, and I was like, God, I love it. I can afford it now. You know, I'm not <laughs> a kid. I'm not. You know, I'm not. Uh, I'm not waiting for my mom to surprise me. Uh, I, I got my. I got one of my friends to do it, and he got hooked, and he's he's still collecting. And uh, I kind of stopped in college, um, uh, and I actually gave away my Star Wars stuff to a charity so they can feed the homeless. Believe oh, wow. it or not, no, wow, yeah, it was a, that is impressive. Well, I hope they hope they fed them because yeah. I'm like, you know, it's, it's rough, you know, giving these away. But I actually feel, you know, I actually feel like I do collect. You know, I, it, it it craves my urge. You know, I kind of say, sorry, it, it you know, it tames my urge. It's, it's like once I see a new pop and I, you know, order and I get it out there and somebody like buys it or talks to me and say, Hey, can I get that? Or can I pre-order? And it, yeah, for sure. And that, that actually satisfies the craving. There really is a sort of a, a there is a two part or multi-pronged, I think, um, approach to collecting, or rather I should say that it's, uh, it's involved on many levels, isn't it? There's, there's the satisfaction, the, the hunt itself. And then there's getting, what you were looking for, and then there's having it. They're very distinct, I think. I actually, I, I totally agree with you, Grayson. Totally agree. I, yeah, I, I'd have to say it's probably the hunting that um, that I find most enjoyable myself. So I'm I'm <laughs> I'm with you on that one. There are times I'll, I'll be honest. I uh, I will just be mad about something, and I will finally get it or several of them or whatever the case is, and I'll just sort of look on the shelf and think, what have I done? <laughs> what, what am I? What am I? What am I going to do with this? You know, right, um, right. If if we were all as generous as you, then perhaps we would donate them 
to charity. Uh, again, uh, mad props for that. That's that is extremely cool. That is an awesome thing to do. Um, Thanks, Chris. Absolutely. So we did talk about digital trading cards. We did talk about pops, and one of the biggest curiosities I think that we all have about digital trading cards is um, why. Why do you think people are willing to spend real money for something that they perceive to be sort of um, non-tangible or intangible? That's good. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, uh, I'm a sociology major, so I mean, um, I kind of, you know, it's. I think it's. Yeah, I think you hit it. Um, hit it on the head when it comes to the hunt. Um, uh, you know, when you're you're looking to find it, and once you find it, you have it. And uh, I think the digital cards also what they do is they they allow you to trade across the world, and and there's you know you get these variants, and and I think there's pluses and minuses to it. I mean, I can see the person going, yeah, what are you doing? You're spending your money on a digital card, and it's a pixel. But then I can see the person going, well, I can I can take my collection anywhere, anywhere I want. You have the same thing, but it's a paper, it's a, it's a cardboard paper, a card in your closet, and you never touch it. Mm-hmm. But why did you t- why did you buy it, and why am I buying this one? So, why do people do? I think it's the same thing. I think it's, uh, um, you know, it's it's first of all they love they love to. Love to have it. I mean, it's if it's something popular, like Star Wars, you know, Walking Dead, or baseball cards are always huge. You know, you got you got these baseball cards, you got soccer cards, you got football cards. Uh, people's always loved to collect them, and um, I, you know, it's. I wouldn't say it's bizarre. I don't. I don't judge anybody, but <laughs> I just, uh, you know, I, I I started I started collecting those too. I was like, wow, these are fun. Um, but that's a good question. I mean, that's. Uh, maybe get a, a psych major. I have, I have no idea. I just don't think they're crazy, and I don't think they're they're wrong or right. I just think that's what they like, and so be it. Yeah, I I definitely second that because I uh, I've definitely been called well maybe not crazy but certainly a name or two uh, oh, when it you. comes when it comes to <laughs> it may maybe that's because I started spending actual money on them. I don't know. Um, right. I, I know I'm I'm satisfied, uh, and I think I thank Collector Zone also for uh, for helping me support that habit, good or bad. Um, well, well, that's <laughs> another reason too. <laughs> you know, that's yeah. that's a good that's a good point. I mean, I was looking at, uh, you know, without without saying you know exact numbers, but I mean, Tops sure. will bleed you. You know, Tops will, is going to suck you dry and drop you, and that's one of the one of the main things we started with too is that you know. We almost consider it as a service to a collector. I'm like, you know what? I'll, you know, like we said, we're very, very personal. So I will message the person and say, hey, you know what? If you're looking for A, B, and C, I can get it to you for a fraction of what Tops is going to milk you for, mm-hmm. just because it is a card, and I don't think it's it's not worth, you know, thirty dollars of their money for for just getting a chance to get it. Right. Well, here it is, you know. So. So yeah, yeah, I, I understand it. I understand people uh, might might call you crazy. They might say, "What are you doing?" I've heard it before too. So, <laughs> but yeah. it's but it's proven to be a, a, a huge business. So oh yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. Yeah. I'm, and I, I can certainly uh, my wallet can attest to that. 
<laughs> do you um I know you said you stopped collecting, um, but you sort of borrow uh a quote from Jackie Boy. Um a collector, I think, is probably always a collector when the chips are down. Um what was or what is your uh, what what is your favorite collectible? What what is the the thing that uh, if you no longer own it uh, was your favorite, and if you do uh, still own it, um, your favorite? I would have to say, and I still own it. <laughs> so, yeah, you got me on that one. I still own. I used to try to collect any comic book with Magneto in it. I just, I just that was my thing. I love the character. I love storyline to it and i i would go all the way back to uncanny x-men right to classic x-men i don't care if there was a, a different panel on that comic book in that comic book i would get it and i still got a box full of just vintage magneto and any story arcs they have with them you know, you know it's so that that i can say would be my biggest thing i mean uh yeah the the marvel comic stuff so do you remember um the cover for I believe it was X Men Omega. Do you have that one by chance? X Men Omega. It was um, a metallic cover. Uh, it was the end of the Age of Apocalypse arc. Yes, I do. I do have that. Yes, uh, and that was the first thing that came to my mind when you mentioned that, and I was like, you know, that uh, that one always stuck out in my mind. I still have that, as a matter of fact. Um, excellent cover, Magneto Apocalypse about to go at it. And right. uh, spoiler alert. He rips him in two. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That was, was great. <laughs> yeah. That was that yeah. was brilliant. I enjoyed that whole thing. I know a lot I of think people. Apocalypse, yeah, I think Apocalypse is uh, pulling his hair in that, and like a, he's pulling Magneto's hair, and then Magneto's doing something with his uh, arms. Yeah, it was about to rip him apart. Yeah, he says great. something like, uh, "Why why won't you fight back? Why aren't you fighting me?" And he says, "Like I can't. I'm concentrating." Right. And then, boom. Yeah, yeah, it was great. I did love it. I love that whole thing. I, well, maybe not the whole thing, but Age of Apocalypse I, th- I thought was cool. Maybe it was because I was young and impressionable. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, so uh, I just want to ask you before we wrap things up here, and this is kind of a, a multi-tiered, multifaceted question, so we'll start simple. Uh, what are your thoughts on the, uh, the current collecting community? Collecting community, I think uh, it's going to grow. It's, it's not going anywhere. I think uh, there are just so many things. I guess it's maybe a byproduct of capitalism. I don't know. But um, community itself, I think it's great. I think uh, people people have the right to you know, collect whatever they want, be happy. If somebody's out there to help them out, like like we we do i mean we we try our best to do it that's part of our passion is to do it this is not you know this is not toys r us this isn't uh you know some other you know we're not here to just here you go and then drop a drop some products on you general collectors every every single time somebody buys something from collector zone i'll send a message to say hey how are you doing kind of thing you know and uh, i love the personalities of the collectors there's so many kinds and that's why we're trying to build that Facebook community. So, in general, I don't think the collectors are going anywhere. I think it's I think it's solid. And what uh, what is the name of the community? Um, and that is it's on Facebook. Is that right? Yeah, it's uh, Collector Zone Cantina. Okay, folks, Collector Zone Cantina. Write that down. Check it out. It's awesome. I'm there. We're all there. So please be there. 
Um, I, and I, I'm enjoying it. I really am. I know I haven't been quite as active as, as some of the other guys, um, but uh, I'm I'm biding my time. Well, I'll just I'll put it that way. Um, I do have one last question though about the uh, about the community, and this one um, is something that's uh, is very interesting to me. And, and I've had a lot of conversations with people um, at the local shops here, and uh, and we kind of go back and forth with this. And uh, just because things are changing so fast. Um, in the world and the way that we communicate, I've noticed that that things just I, and I can't even put my finger on it, uh, but things are definitely changing. So I wanted to ask you, um, how do you see that um, collecting has changed uh, in the past decade? Ooh, in the decade. Um, well, I remember the '90s. I only had Toys R Us to go to. Um, I don't know where KB Toys, I remember, I don't know if that's the 90s or not. I mean, you only had specific places to go to. I mean, eBay, I didn't even know what internet was. Digital cards didn't even exist. I don't, that is just bizarre. I don't <laughs> even know. Back then. So, I think it's more locations. Um, I support local shops, but I think they're kind of under attack a lot, you know, um, by the bigger places. It's it's kind of, it's a little harder to run those places, but, um, things will change. I think, um, I think you're going to be, I think the things that were more exclusive back then are not very exclusive anymore. Um, you're going to have a lot more, uh, they make a lot more. There's more people in the world. They live longer. (laughs) Um, so, um, collections will be out there. I mean, I'm sure there's some kind of auctions out there. Um, even uh, you can see it in the comic books and in the, just in, you can go to the comic book. Um, back in the 90s, comic books were kind of, you know, they, they still had value to them. I, I think the value kind of went away. You know, you got, um, you know, first print, second print, third print. You got 30 variants to number one. I mean, sure. you know what I mean? So even with physical cards, uh, physical cards dropped. It's gone. I think digital cards, um, I mean, we do have some kind of physical market, and we don't. You know, I wish uh, I wish they did have the value, but they they don't right now. They they just don't. Um, you know, let's see. For example, Brett Favre rookie. You know, back then would would gave you a good sixty bucks. Now it gives you four bucks. I mean, things evolve. Um, there's just a lot more things out there. A lot more people. A lot more ways to find stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, so the way it will change, I think digital is not going away. I think digital is huge. Um, I can see it in these uh, these new apps like Quid, and um, and Top's still expanding. You got Panini has two apps out there that that does football and basketball. They're the only basketball app out there. Um, so digital is going to be a huge huge one. Um, eBay and e stores um, are pretty good too, but there's there's downfalls to those as well. Um, I think you just have to evolve with it. Um, if, you, if you can get a good combination of <laughs> kind of weird, but digital, physical, <laughs> right? Yeah, and and an eBay store. I think you'll be okay. But I'm talking about business aspect. But sure. a collector, I I think things things need to fold over. Um, I think another decade has to pass to to know what what your items are worth. Uh, we're back to we're back to square one. I think to be honest with you, value goes where interest flows, or is that the other way around? Value flows where interest goes, I think, <laughs> might be what I was trying to say. 
<laughs> I, and, and I think I think you're absolutely right uh, as far as the uh, the digital aspect of collecting is concerned. I think we're only just now starting to see uh, where that is going to end up uh, in its uh, I guess its its final result, or at least um, its most poignant result. Um, so, with that being said, I want to ask you um, before we wrap up: Is there anything? that you would like us to know uh, about collector zone or is there is there uh anything any direction that you'd like to point us um before we wrap up well i definitely uh would promote uh, the facebook community the collector cantina i think that's a great place to interact with us i love interacting with collectors it's 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 grown to be a passion i mean um you know i'm a I like to talk to people anyways, but this is just a little different. It's just different. So collectors that come to Collector Zone Cantina, for sure, I would point that. We're going to promote that like crazy. Um, be honest with you, I really love this idea you have as well, Grayson, with your uh, podcast. It's great. I think it's a Thank great you. idea. Um, um, and also, too, that uh, we will expand with our, you know, with other things. Uh, you mentioned Pop, but we got – we got a lot more stuff coming, and we're growing. And I think, uh, you know, I, would, I, I just have this thing. I love when a collector private messages me and says, hey, you, you know, can you help me out with this, this, and that? And I'm like, oh, yeah, for sure. And, and then, you know, so um, to direct this company, I think the company is just going to grow, and I, but we're going to grow with the members. You know, if we I, – I really – do I want to get big? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I really do want to get big. Do I want to make this my full-time job? Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, it's a passion. I think it's, you know, you want to wake up in the morning, and I think all seven of us here kind of want to do this in a, in a certain way, I'm, you know, make money and help people, you know, save money and, and get their collections, and they're happy. So, but uh, we're, that's our that's our direction right now, 2017, is the Facebook cantina and the expansion of uh, of stuff. We got way more stuff than <laughs> that so. that is awesome marcos uh thank you so much for uh for being with us and i want to say also guys this is the first interview that we've done for the sleeping giant um and uh collector zone has uh, they've been our first guest so this is a really special episode for us and i can't say again marcos how happy i am and how grateful i am to you for sharing your time with us uh, anytime, Grayson. Man. Awesome. Anytime. Well, thanks again, and uh, we'll hopefully be speaking to you again soon. Yep, I hope so. All right. Take care, Marcos. All right, everyone. This concludes our show for now. I want to give tremendous thanks once more to Marcos and all the folks from Collector Zone for being so helpful and for giving of their time and support. Remember to look for their Facebook group, Collector's Own Cantina, and go ahead and follow them on Facebook and Instagram and also Twitter. Uh, speaking of, we are on Twitter now, so we're officially full members of the Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter trifecta, which, you know, is just awesome. Um, looking ahead, on the next episode of the Sleeping Giant Podcast, we have a special Star Wars celebration theme show where we're going to share with you the joy, pain, trials and tribulation and overall magically transformative experience that was our first celebration so thanks again for joining us guys i'm your host grayson marcotte and we will see you next time 